They see me rolling. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Okay, welcome back to uh, episode two um, of the podcast. Yep. And um, we were speaking about what we're going to talk about in this episode. And a few things happened in my inbox this morning. And one of them was... Um, was one, your tablet? One, one, of our, <laughs> one, of, one of our clients um, posted a social media post. Okay. Um, which promoted their services. But it got taken really wrongly. Okay. And a very mellow post suddenly became very provocative. Okay. Well. And the reason that this brings to mind and talk about it is because yesterday we talked about exposure, you know, using marketing to, to gain exposure. Yeah. And we seem to be going through this stage at the moment where people think that they need to be highly provocative in order to gain traction. Because okay. we know social media limits your... I, I can remember the time when we used to put a Facebook post out with like 200 page likes and it would go to six, 7,000 people. Sure, sure. Now oh, it goes, back in the days, <laughs> back in the days. How we underutilize that. Yeah, Do you know, like, man of things you've under, like, just something else. We constantly say to people, don't we, find a trend and work at it. And yeah, well, there's news jacking in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but like, the, the trend's like, people go, oh, you know, TikTok's not going to be that big, or Clubhouse, you know, it's going to be massive, you know, what do I do? Just try these things, jump on them, because you have no idea what's going to be big and what's going to be not. Sure. So it's always trying things. And because social media posts have really limited their reach at the moment, people are trying to be provocative. And, and it can be harmful to your brand, as well as being massively beneficial if done right. Okay, so so for people that's listening, watching this, like, can you kind of expand what do you mean by provocative? So, provocative. So, um, saying something that you know is going to cause um, a reaction. So, within terms of marketing, um, putting out there, you know, um, uh, I don't know, bad examples now. I'm trying not to use the example of my, uh, of my client. I've, I've got one. So, like, like if you go to, um, like, like Boots, you know, there's, there's certain brands that, you know, you can buy the different makeup brands and stuff. And I forget the name of it right now, actually, because it's probably a really bad example as well. But there's the one where the, 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 the um, all the kind of marketing material as a woman, we all look like the breasts pretty much on display, like really jacked up. And it's got across it in the caption saying these are real, but it's not actually talking about the best. It's talking about the the lip liner or something to do with the makeup. About saying this is real, but it's using that. So it's very provocative in that sense. Is that kind of where you're leading into? Yeah, yeah. How it can be, right. it can be harmful. I forget the name of that company now. What's it called? Benefit. I think it's Be Benefit. Benefit. Yeah. Okay. Benefit, yeah. yeah. How it can be really harmful to your brand instead, like. And I think it, when you take small businesses, it's putting down a social media post. And one of the most provocative things you can be is when you're trying to bring like politics yeah. or Brexit or religion into your posts. Mm, never do that. Yeah. <laughs> never do that. In order to create a reaction. And it, when not done right, it can be so bad to your brand. Mm. Should we start this podcast again? I just don't think that went anywhere. No, I think it's... people are going to like it. I think there's a lot of interest in this. But it's piece, I mean, like the guys and girls as well. We're talking about boobs, so... <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, bring it on. No, but I think you're right. I think that, like, that it can be done right. And I think that a better, I suppose, a better term or a word to use is a pattern interrupt. Because that's ultimately what we're trying to do with people, isn't it? Is that you're, they're, they're busy... They're getting 176,000 different messages delivered to them on, on an hour by hour basis. And so it's like, how are you going to get their attention? Like, what is it that you're going to get their attention? So you need a pattern interrupt. And, you know, a provocative type of marketing will be a pattern interrupt. 
Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, but it, again, it's it's whether it's so done well. This one, the other, the, the, this one this morning that that caused it to happen is they were putting out um, saying that something went wrong in one of the medical professions uh, because their service is about fixing it. Okay. Um, and so they put it out. And what happened off the back of this is everyone was saying, "You're insulting the medical professions. Okay. You're criticising healthcare workers," which suddenly turned their post of saying, "Look." We can stop people becoming unwell mm. by using our product. Yeah. Turned into your slate in the NHS, and so from there, uh, from from a nice post that was meant to promote their product, it quickly turned suddenly massively yeah. quickly turned, and that yeah. was not understanding the audience about, sure. and how the audience would interact with that. Sure. So one recently, um, the one that goes around is is uh, the the after the twin towers uh, that incident. There was one, a famous one, with a mattress. Um, mattress company did okay. a falling down sale. Right. And they thought they were being themed. And it was just, how on earth these companies just totally deaf, yeah. completely thought that would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think we have to be really careful with, with, with the, trying to be over-provocative mm. or over... Um, over-engineering things. Oh, yeah, over-engineering things. In oh, order yeah, to yeah. gain likes, in yeah. order to gain, to gain traction. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've all heard of Ratness, you know? Admittedly, that was a mistake that he made on stage, mm. but... He killed the business. He killed the business. <laughs> but in <laughs> yeah. some ways, he was trying to be tell, a bit... Tell the story, tell the story. So Ratness, so the, the owner of Ratness, Ratness was a jewellery shop in the uh, 90s. And they were, like, really, <clears> like, thriving in a thriving business. Wasn't yeah, it? massive. Yeah. And they, they yeah. had really uh, cheap and, and low-cost um, jewellery. Um, so, uh, to, in order to gain the amount of money that they gained, millions of people were buying from this company every week. Yeah. And he went on stage and said, when someone said, you know, what do you think about the quality of your jewellery? I think the question was something like that. And he basically said, it's absolute sh shit. Yeah. And I don't understand why anyone would buy it. I certainly wouldn't buy it. <laughs> and overnight, Ratner... Just killed the business. Killed. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's been others, you know. The... Um, uh, the, the CEO of Barclay Card said he would never give his daughter a Barclay Card because the API is too high. API is too high. You know, he managed to survive that one. It wasn't a rat nose, but it got close. Yeah, no. Um, it's like when, um, was it uh, Blackberry? They hired um, Rihanna to advertise one of their phones. And, and so like, they were saying, like, this is, the, so it's like Rihanna with the Blackberry saying, this is the phone that I use. But then someone on Twitter had seen the pictures that she had shared and used the ID tags and it would actually done on an iPhone. Yeah, like. yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> um, so that's it's a bit of, of, of a PR miscalculation, isn't it? So what is it? Uh, well, well, there's been others in there. That Jaguar one, not Jaguar, the Land Rover one. Land Rover, brilliant. The Cheetah. Yeah. Like we're trying to find a video actually and, and put mm -hmm. it up somewhere. But yeah, you've probably seen it. The, the Land Rover. It was the brand new, like, I forget the model, but it was the new edition and they'd hired a PR uh, company and spray painted Cheetah all over it, hope, it, hope it was worth it and parts it outside Harrods or somewhere like in London. And uh, I mean, every single media out there across like the UK, probably the world as well, they were just, um, they were reporting on this. And so the backlinks that they got from these high profiles, you know, blew up in social media. It blew up on social media, and the exposure that they got was just insane. Like you couldn't, it cost them a fortune to buy that exposure. So it would that kind of stuff. When it, I mean, that that stuff happens all the time. I mean, there's some really good stuff that happens like that all the time as well. Like some good agencies do some incredible stuff like this. Yeah, it 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 works really well. And we're sat here thinking about you know how can we promote our business, you know, better. Well, what's that one thing that we can do that really uh, gets us that PR and promotion that that would set us to the next level. 
we've just got to be careful, yeah. you know, and anyone thinking about it, you know, what can they do? Just has to be really careful. But take risks as well. I mean, like, look at, look at like, Brewdog. Like, they're very risky with the stuff that they do. And it works. So it's, it's a very edgy brand, you know, and they've got a lot of strong loyal following. Mm. And the kind of industry that they in any way is very, you know, it, it really lends itself to that. So they can be super edgy with the kind of stuff that they do. Yeah. So it, it, don't be scared to take risks, but just be... Mindful. One of my one of my favorite startups was um, she had a bit of money, but not too much. Was when Michelle Moon started up a bra company. Um, Okay. And um, and she just been like done though for like embezzlement. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get rid of the the bad boys. But when she set up a bra company, she um, uh, hired actors to go outside um, plastic uh, surgeries um, and all signs up saying you no longer need plastic surgeries. Okay. Um, so she got a load of PR from trying to create a PR stunt outside um, boob job clinics. Okay. Wow. Um, which worked very well. But yeah. admittedly, our ethics are pretty technical. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm not sure the legalities of what we say here. But um, it, it's a but it, can, it, it was a good guerrilla marketing sure. um, yeah, stunt. Good, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think that was the main thing I wanted to cover. We talked about exposure yesterday, and you know, trying to gain traction and, and it's really difficult to, to stand out. Sure. You know, particularly when a lot of the marketing is owned by the bigger businesses who can afford the ads, who can afford the But that's issue. changing. I think that's one of the things that we're going to see changing this year is that, you, I mean, you only have to look what's happening. Google, what they just laid off 18,000 people. Facebook, no, sorry, Google was 12,000 people. Facebook's just laid off 18,000 people. And, and all these big tech companies and a lot of these these places are, are making mass redundancies. Twitter as well, half the force gone. So what that's going to do is it's going to there's going to be a lot um, less, not say competition as such, but there's not going to be a lot of these bigger agencies or bigger companies rather that's going to be pushing into that space in a creative way. So it open. I think it's going to. I think this year we're going to see a real. Um, place for smaller businesses to get really creative without having to like challenge and, and be you know competing with some of the big players yeah and it's interesting to see where like the seo market goes and everything is no way chat gtp coming out now and yeah. and things like that and and how that's going to open up to smaller businesses um and not going to be relied on mass spamming uh the yeah. the Just, seo market with keywords and yeah. bots and things like yeah. that so yeah. that's going to be interesting you're right there's going to be a lot more space i think ads is, is, is going to be there's going to be a revolution in ads coming up yeah. and I think that's going to be targeted a lot by the bigger businesses leaving the organic space open to smaller businesses I, mean, I, think, that's, I think that's because a lot of small businesses don't do it well you know, they don't understand it enough like you know imagine like imagine knowing what we know now and for people what's watching or listening to this you know, imagine knowing what you know now about Google Ads and you could go back to 20 years like when did they first start i mean like, like 1998 wasn't it? whenever they first started and you could buy clicks for pence do you know like in fact i was looking at something the other day with somebody and their, their key word were i think it were 18 pound 50 a click yeah 18 pound 50 a click and some of them go for a lot more than that as well but imagine being able to target them kind of keywords yeah. and, be, and you were paying pence per click so you if you knew that and you knew how to use it like your business could be transformed overnight, and I think that's the thing that's going to going to change as well. If you're saying how the the ads are going to be, whether it's through AI or whatever that is, like 
Yeah, totally. I, th I can just see that being so a big shift. Well. Where's the one platform? What's the one platform or the one space now in which people should be jumping on and utilizing? Do you think? Wherever the audience is. Yeah, no, I, I go completely. But that yeah. is the uh, that's the easy thing for a marketing company to say. I think one of the biggest things that we need to really treat with respect is TikTok at the moment. TikTok's um, yeah, it's massive, absolutely massive, and it's I, it's. I mean, Google Google started to even index. Um, TikTok's videos above the road in search <clears throat> for you know for like yeah. little short videos and things like that. So and I, yeah. I think one of the other spaces that people need to be uh, very mindful of and jump on board, and I know we disagree on this, is Bing. <laughs> I think Bing are going to start challenging Google for the market space. It's never going to happen. I really think it is. I, I think with Chat GTP. Um, and, and the way that it's changing, and like... I hope I'm wrong, because I don't hope I'm wrong, but it's not going to happen. I, 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 you know, they're in 6% yeah. of the market, it's gone to 10% now, mm. um, and, and it's rising. Um, yeah. You know, the, the index... Like, For the anybody index, that's listening or watching, it's, <laughs> it's Chris Wright. I'm going to make a prediction here. I'm going to say that anybody that's in data, so if you are in the data industry... Whether that's you know analysing it, storing it, well, I don't know, some, anything to do with data, I guarantee that anyone that's for Bing will be from the data industry, and anybody that's not will be like, yeah, it's just going to stay with Google. And unfortunately, that's going to be ninety percent of people that's going to stay with Google. <clears throat> I just don't see Google being dethroned by AI. They've got like you could not like open AI. What they're doing is incredible. It's brilliant. But they've just not got the data that Google have got. Google, Google could turn them off tomorrow if they wanted to. I don't know. With with, with um, Alexa using Bing and Yahoo using Bing, I know Apple have switched to um, Google now. Um, I think I think there's going to be a lot of scope for Bing. And yeah. I'm not saying say it's going to compete like 50 50, yeah. but it's definitely going to be somewhere that people should start treating more with respect and, mm -hmm. and start. Looking at their performance on Bing. Yeah. Um, if you're in data, you're selling to people that's in data, then Bing's probably a good place to be because I can guarantee that anyone that's using Bing is from that data, that data kind of place. In fact, I know they are because I, if if you, Chris, you you shared something on LinkedIn about this mm. last week or wherever it was. So go and find Chris on LinkedIn, Chris Edwards. Go and find him and look at one of his posts and. The people that were commenting on it saying bing, 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 look at what their job title are. Every single one of them involved in data. <laughs> look at everyone who was like, no, no, it's Google, it's Google, it's Google. Everyone else that's normal. <laughs> Bear in mind, I'm the SEO person in the business, but, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I know more, but, yeah. um, right, cool. Anyway, the, the whole point of today was to, uh, after what happened this morning, I really wanted to talk about the, the provocativeness sure, of, sure. of making sure you get your marketing message right. And, and, and that's the same for, for sales, you know, like the, the pattern interrupt is a way to help you get people's attention. And at the end of the day, listen, everyone's doom scrolling right now. They're on the phones, they scroll, they scroll, and all they're looking for is more doom and doom. And so you need to do something that's attention grabbing, that's going to you know, stop them in their scroll and get their attention as well. Cool. Till next time.